Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni, and this week we have a very special guest interview to share with you. We had the opportunity to drive down to Sheridan and to meet with Indiana Football Hall of Fame coach Bud Wright, uh, owner of over 410 high school football victories, uh, owner of nine state championships, a friend of the family, as my wife got her start teaching for 10 years at Sheridan. And we were able to sit down and talk to him for a little bit and then go out for dinner afterwards and get a few more pearls of wisdom from the great coach Bud Wright. So that'll come up after a, a short uh, break. But for more information on this podcast and other sports, please read our work at sportstalkwithtonsoni.com. Follow us on Twitter at SportsTons. Please let us know your thoughts. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and most other podcast hosts. This episode was recorded on Monday, September 30th. And real quick, uh, so we can get to the interview, um, some Major League Baseball wrapped up at season and the wild card games start this week and the divisional series later in the week. Lots of good teams, 10 teams fighting to be uh, world champs. That is also our main what to watch for segment is take a look as the football, college, and NFL continue. Major League Baseball playoffs are something to watch. Uh, in the state of Indiana, Purdue and Indiana both lost. Notre Dame won. And we're going to wait till next week to bring you that kid from Terre Haute and his B-Rents take. And before we get to uh, our interview with Bud Wright, here is a short message from one of our sponsors. I'm here with uh, Sheridan football coach, Indiana Hall of Fame football coach, multi-state championship winning coach, Bud Wright. Bud, how are you this evening? Just fine. Just fine. Uh, I'm doing a series where I'm talking to coaches that I admire and I respect just to get on the record um, a conversation, but also in my last few years of coaching to, to learn a little bit about what makes people successful. So I, I'm going to start out here, Bud, with why coaching and why football? This is your 54th year. At Sheridan. At Sheridan. 50, this is my 57th year overall. Why football and why stay at it so long? What is it about coaching that game? that uh, inspires you? Well, I think just being with, uh, working with young men and stuff and, and uh, just the enjoyment of the game itself. Uh, I really uh, love football when I was in uh, middle school and high school. And uh, I started out, I first of all, I enrolled at Purdue University and I was going to go to vet school. And uh, right at the last minute, you couldn't do this now, but right at the last minute I decided I wanted to go to Ball State and try to play football. So I went to Ball State and enrolled in two days and, and uh, got, uh, played football for two years there. And then I gave it up and uh, I decided though that uh, I wanted to be a teacher at that time because my, my uh, mom, she always wanted us kids to be teachers. There's uh, four of us and she always wanted us to all be uh, teachers and such there. She encouraged it. I thought, well, I'll give it a try for a while. Uh, I thought maybe 10 years and then I'd go to law school because I, I was a uh, history uh, majors I started to get into law school and got started at it and I just stayed with it all these years. So who were some of the people that you looked up to in your early coaching to help guide you with the sport of football but also with just coaching uh, those young men that, that you talk about? Oh it was by far uh, my high school football coach Bob Day. Uh, 
he he was a great man. He he uh, passed away this last year, uh, but uh, he was a great man and, and he inspired me. Uh, he he never really pushed me into coaching us there, but uh, from the time I started coaching, he always followed us and uh, he never missed a state championship game that we played in, and he was always right there to give us background and a lot of the stuff that I do even today is what we did when I was in high school uh, back with him. So he's, I thought he was an advanced uh, coach back then. And, and uh, like I said, a lot of stuff's carried right on. And then I think the next is uh, my parents. Uh, they really encouraged me uh, to, to uh, you know, succeed and stuff, do what I wanted. And uh, when I was in uh, sixth grade at Sheridan, I went to Sheridan here, when I was in the sixth grade, uh, I went home uh, and asked my mom if I could play football. And she and at that time I weighed uh, 63 pounds, and uh, she looked at me, and she said, "You can play football as long as you don't use your size as an excuse for not doing anything, not being successful, not doing something." And so uh, that started. Uh, but my mom was uh, was 4'11 and 105 pounds, and she was a fighter. And I think maybe I got a lot of that from my parents' grit. So, so you. You spent some years coaching. You end up back at Sheridan, uh, and you've been here now for 54 years and had and had a world of success. What do you think is the key to your success as a football coach and a football program here at Sheridan? Oh, I think by far is, uh, success uh, comes the ability to get along with uh, uh, everyone. As far as the kids are concerned, uh, the other teachers, the uh, administration, I've uh, been very, very successful uh having great administrators uh i uh I've been here through several different principals and uh, uh i always had good principals and stuff here so the administration here at the school has really been really really helpful and uh i think maybe that i don't know i think my parents put this into my fact is that uh, to get along with anyone and everyone and uh, no matter what they are such they treat them all the same and uh, I think that's the big key. If you tell a kid something, you got to follow through with it, and uh, just you just got to tr treat them the same, treat them equal, no matter if their parents have got a million dollars or if their parents are struggling. You got to treat everybody the same and give them all the same opportunity. And uh, that's one thing I think I've done all through the years. And uh, you know, you work with it, you encourage everybody, and uh, I think maybe just that uh, has been really a big key. You mentioned getting along with uh, a lot of different people. Uh, I know that uh, you and my wife, Amy, uh, 30 years ago met when she taught here at Sheridan, and she just admires you. And it's been 20 years since you've been here. So uh, she's sitting in here listening, but let our listeners uh, learn a little bit about what Amy was like as a, as a teacher when she first started her career. Well, when Amy came in, she was quite a girl. Uh, you know, she was young and green, getting started and such there. So uh, I sort of took her under my wing. She's uh, about the same age as my daughters and such there. And, and uh, so we sort of took her under uh, my wing and such there. And I don't know whether I guided her right or not, but I hope I did. But, uh, you know, I tried to help her out. And we were, all, we were down here in the end of the hallway all by ourselves a lot. And uh, we had quite a time for those years. And uh, one story that I, I always like to tell about Amy is that we had, uh, we had a football. It was a snap machine that was a... Uh, an iron thing that that represented a center and you had to snap it and, and I told her it was voice reflected and she would go up there and try to 
uh, get the ball to come up, it wouldn't happen, and I'd go up there and snap it, and it'd come up, and we really had a time where that was really a, really one of the things I really remember. Well, but it's um, it's remarkable to to hear stories of people that have taught here, have coached here, and, and been a part of your football program. So, so there's no doubt that the relationship piece of your coaching is is what's taken you that way. Um, when you come to a football game on Friday night, this is where Amy and I met. Um, football right. Friday nights. Uh, share with with people how how. It really helps your program to have the support uh, of the Sheridan community. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, one of the big factors as far as the success is concerned is the kids have got to have confidence and they got to have support from their families and such there and uh, support for everybody. And that's one thing I think we've done around here is that we give them uh, uh, this support and uh, we've always tried to build confidence and such there. An example of this is that, uh, well, this last Friday night, uh, our uh, number one uh, running back, who was third in the state, or actually was third in the nation in rushing and first in the state in rushing, uh, broke his collarbone. So uh, we had to go with a sophomore boy, and he came in, and all the team, the seniors, such there, every time he'd make a good run, they would, they would say, yeah, you're just as good as Hovey was. You're just as good as Hovey. And, you know, try to build his confidence up, and that's that's what we try to do is we try to build confidence in the kids and uh, make make them feel like that you know they are good enough to, to to win no matter who they go against. I mean, we might get beat, but uh, we're we're going out there and give them a big try. So, take me to a practice. If we were to take our listeners um, to a general Bud Wright football practice, what would we see, and what's the most important part of your practices? Well, when we go out on the field, uh, it's it's changed over the last few years. Uh, you're, you're limited a lot of things you can do and, and how you handle kids and, you know, and how you treat them as far as in practice is concerned. But uh, when we go on the field, we go on and uh, we have like a little warm-up session. Uh, each uh, group of kids, uh, whether it's linemen, uh, backs, uh, quarterbacks, uh, they go to their own segment and they go through a warm-up phase and such there. Uh, the, uh, uh, it's just a, a, actually a r- real relaxed session. Uh, th- no hitting involved. It's just movement and form t- kind of stuff, and we we go through that for about 20 minutes, and then after that we uh, come together and we'll do some uh, actual warm ups, jumping jacks, and that kind of stuff, and stretches, and then and then we'll uh, divide off into uh, individual uh, sessions, and the line will go work one area, and the backs will go work one area. Uh, quarterbacks go work an area. We have different segments. Have different coaches, and uh, this year I'm uh, I'm able again to. I hadn't ha- had this privilege for the last couple of years, but now I just sort of got good coaches that I just go around each station and sort of p- put my input in and such there. And uh, this is the big phase. We'll 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 be in our individual sessions for about an hour, and uh, a lot of teams don't really do that much on individuals, but. We spend a lot of time on our individual uh, skills, fundamentals, and then we uh, basically come together and for about 20 minutes or so, and then we'll uh, be a team. Uh, we'll go over offense uh, on Tuesdays, and uh, then it, we'll go a little bit of defense on Tuesdays, and then on Wednesdays we'll do defense and then do a little bit of offense, and uh, that's basically how we handle it. Film preparation. 
um, back when when we were here in Sheridan in the early uh, 90s before I took off to go coach a, a basketball at Lebanon, I was able to sit in on a film session. And it was one of the best teaching moments for me as a coach to watch you evaluate film. What is the most important thing in, in film study for you in preparing each week? I break down every kid. Uh, and now I don't have to do quite as much because I got uh, several good coaches and some have been with me quite a while. They they help break down uh, film also. But uh, but basically on Saturday I come in and I'll come in about oh eight thirty nine o'clock on Saturday and I'll stay here most of the day uh, going over film and going getting ready for the next opponent such there. And, and uh, the most important thing I think is that I. I basically work great a lot on fundamentals uh, as far as our own team is concerned. Uh, whether that uh, offensive tackle, whether he stepped with the right foot, uh, whether he, he had a kick step when he was supposed to uh, uh, charge out, or you know, just did different things uh, like that. But uh, we, do, we are very, very heavy on uh, doing the right foot work and uh, quick foot work. And uh, that's one of the big things that I grade. And then, uh, Basically, just other fundamental stuff such as staying low. Uh, do they know their blocking assignments? Uh, and uh, uh, I, for the first uh, five games, I went over and I grade every kid, and I I wrote on uh, clip number one uh, mistake that they made and went through every kid and uh, and I gave the, uh, gave them I uh, typed that out, gave that to them on Mondays as we went over the film. And they could read off of that sheet and see what they did wrong from the sheet. And, uh, you know, as we also talk with them during the film session also. But uh, that's uh, basically how then on Sundays we meet as a whole staff comes together. And we'll be here about uh, five or six hours. And we, we go over and try to set up what we're doing the next week and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but go back to your original thing is I think the... The biggest thing is on film evaluation is grading out the kid and making sure he's doing it fundamentally things right. And uh, we really we really hit hard on practices on Tuesday and Wednesday on things that they did wrong during that game. Far so, as a, far as opponent is concerned, uh, we basically try to figure out that they're strong people and they're weaker people, and uh, try to figure out wh what kind of plays go best against them, and uh, try to look back and see well. Other schools had success running this uh, against them, and so we'll put things in from other schools that are from our offense. And we like to attack uh, weaker opponents. That, and uh, we, I mean, if we figure out with this one tackle and end are real strong, we try to attack the weaker side. So d you've mentioned in your <clears throat> practices and in your film session fundamentals. Right. I, I believe that the mistake that a lot of coaches make is they're worried with the strategy the x and o's um what play you're going to run but it really comes down to can your kids execute the basics because no no play or no strategy really is any good without those basic fundamentals that's right uh you know you, you can't do anything unless you've got the basic parts uh, put together and uh we we really stress that we really work hard on that 
I asked you once in the back when we were here about who do you build your football team around, and at that time you had a, a fullback that was running for close to 2,000 yards, and I was expecting you maybe to say a, a, a fullback or a strong line, but you mentioned to me that the most important person that you have to build around is your quarterback. Could you share uh, why that quarterback is so important and how you groom your solid teams, always have a solid quarterback? That's what we try to do. Yes, we try to have a really solid quarterback. And uh, I think that uh, he's the field general. Uh, he, he needs to know what's going on for basically every position. Right? We try to teach them, uh, what, you know, if, if mistakes are made on the field, he needs to help out on the field as far as coaching also. And he needs to direct the team as far as uh, uh, mistakes that they make on the field, which we can't see. And... Uh, you know, we we always try to get a kid that's pretty sharp uh, as far as uh, and the head is concerned in mind. And, you know, I like to have a kid that's confident in himself. Uh, you know, not to the point that he's overconfident, but uh, he, he's got that confident with the idea that he's going to get the job done. And uh, usually that comes from kids that uh, are pretty sharp as far as the classroom are concerned. I, I will take the time now to thank you. Uh, during one of your um, tournament runs, you, you were asked to provide a color commentator, and you asked me to do some radio. And I think it was against Hagerstown here uh, in Sheridan. And I think, Bud, you ran the same play like nine times in a row, and I knew the counter was going to come where the quarterback kept it and bootlegged around, and they had moved – I'm a basketball guy, so I don't know the strategy, but they had moved a, a defensive back or a linebacker to that side that you'd run nine straight times, and at that moment, then you went. How, without giving away secrets, because everyone scouted you for years, how, how do you call a game? Basically, what goes, goes. Uh -huh. And uh, you're going, uh, you're, we're going to run things until they stop it. <laughs> and if they don't stop it, we'll just keep on running it. And uh, well, like, uh, like Friday night uh, – we sent the reserve team in uh, uh, on Friday night, and we, we ran a play uh, about four or five times in a row with the reserve team at the end of the game. And uh, the quarterback came over and said, uh, it's time for the bootleg, it's time for the bootleg. And uh, I said, no, run the same play. And it, it, We gained about five yards on it, and he came over and said, let me run the bootleg. I said, okay, run the bootleg. He ran the bootleg for a touchdown. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we try. If something's going to go, why go away from us? It? It's my, always been my philosophy, and then you and then you got to build off of that. So I interviewed Vince Burpo, another Indiana Hall of Fame coach, a couple of weeks ago for the podcast, and he shared a story. I don't think it was on the podcast, but he shared a story with me, and I think I've heard this that there was a time when you called timeout and went out, and it was fourth and eleven, but it might you called a trap because you thought it was fourth and one. Is this a true story, or is this just some assistant coaches no, kind of getting back at you? That is a true story. And you story. called a trap, and it went for yeah. a first down. Yeah. And I think, um, who was your assistant? Um, Dave, Dave Urban. Dave Urban with the high socks. You came back, and he said, what play are you running? And you said the trap, and he didn't, he didn't stop you, and it still was successful. Is that a true story? That is a true story. I did. I really thought it was fourth and one. That's happened to me about three times. Uh, uh, it may happen a lot more now. I'm getting older and can't remember things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I looked over, and, this, and it, it looked like it was the thing. Hey, it's only a yard to go. <laughs> so I recalled the trap, and uh, it wound up it was uh, – after we started running, one of the other assistant coaches said, 
it's fourth and eleven. I said, no, it's fourth and one. He said, no, it's too late to stop. But it did. It went for a first down. That, that that's beautiful. Um, what is a Bud Wright football player, a Bud Wright Sheridan football player, if you could describe it, what would you want people who play against you, who watch your teams, to say about the men who play football for you? Uh, you I mean, about their personalities? or Just, about... just overall, as either football players or as young men or both? Well, I think the biggest thing is, and, and we got a, uh, a lot of compliments. This year, really, I got several compliments, is that, I, I want them to th- realize that, that we're the good sportsmanship. Uh, we don't want to uh, basically embarrass anybody as far as over embarrass and such there. And uh, our our kids, we thrive on sportsmanship as far as the field is concerned. And that's one thing that that I'd like for people to remember by that, that we, we've done the right things. Um, so you've won nine state championships. As a coach... What's that like? What was it like on that first one? And, and, and was it the same or a different feeling in the ninth one? And, um, yeah, just what's it like to, to reach that pinnacle in football? Well, the first one was really the one uh, uh, as far as 1980. And, and uh, it was a team that uh, we felt like was really good. And they did. They went undefeated. Uh, but it was built off of uh, a couple teams earlier in that uh, uh, like in 75, we had an undefeated team that was really good, and we did not make the playoffs because of the, at that time the playoff system. And uh, so we, we were build, trying to build it, uh, to, you know, get, try to get back the playoffs. And 1980, when we went to Lawrence Central to play uh, uh, North Judson in, in the state championship game, uh, North Judson came in. Uh, they were undefeated also, and they don't have, allowed 26 points scored against them all year. And uh, our kids went in the game saying, we're going to score more than 26 uh, points and such there. And, uh, you know, it was really exciting. And during the course of the game, uh, I was on the sidelines. I was yelling at stuff. And one of the the players came over and looked at me and says, Coach, he said, settle down and enjoy it. He said, we're going to win this game. Just settle (laughs) down and enjoy it a little bit. And, you know, that hit home. Then I did. I sort of backed off a little bit. But, you know, you was up so tight. Uh, and I just couldn't let go until he told me that, and then I settled down a little bit, and I enjoyed the last part. And we won the ball game 27-0, and and the kid that was the kid's goal was to score more points than they had been had scored on them all year. And does it get better over the time, or as you well, keep adding them up? No, each one. I mean, it's different. It's different, and it, you know, you always you you think well when you look at it is boy, I'd like to get there. I'd like to win one. And then you win one, no, you want another one, then you want another one, and that, that just keeps driving you, I think, is that uh, you want, want, want one more and one more. And, uh, uh, but one of the things is that uh, when you say you nine, I look at it, and this is what always hits me, is that uh, when I look back, I feel like we should have won 12 right now. We should be 12. And that always eats those three I, those three I thought we should have had didn't get, and that eats at me still. And that keeps you going. But it has to be great when you pull in for practice and you see all the state championships up on the stadium, right? Oh, yes, it does. That's good. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who's going into football coaching, going into any coaching? What, what is the important thing that coaches need to know about running a program and coaching their sport? they got to have dedication. I mean, you can't, you can't sell it short. 
and this is what I see a lot of times with the younger coaches today is that uh, they don't they don't give the time necessary and uh, you know you, coaches have to spend a lot of time away from home and I really credit my wife uh, uh, who passed away a few years ago uh, she did a heck of a job raising our kids because I was going a lot especially in the fall now in the winter time such there I was there with them a lot uh, but she she done it raised them such there but uh, you got to have support of your family great support and, and uh, this is one other thing that I see is that uh, young coaches uh, they wind up getting divorces because the their wives don't feel don't realize how much time's involved in, in in coaching and I think this another thing is that the coaches themselves don't realize it until they get into it and uh, they get involved they want to stay with it then they have problems but uh, uh, this is one thing that we always discussed at home was you know uh, with my wife at that time was that uh, she had to be a part of it and uh, Amy could recall how she would come into school help out and stuff uh, work at concession stands and, and done a job just to be with us more just to be together and uh, you know we had a great time during those years and it was really really a great time to remember uh, but uh, go back to your question is that I just think that a lot of coaches just don't spend the time they need and they don't understand the other thing is I think these young coaches come in they're all hyped up and they're going to do this going to do that and when they don't have that immediate success they they get dejected and they they turn turns against it and stuff there and they drop out or quit coaching or this type of thing. But when when your career is over and that's not going to be for some time because you just keep keep showing up and, and coaching, and you look back over your career, what's the one thing or many things whatever? What are you going to really enjoy about your time being a head football coach? I really enjoyed coaching my sons. Now, some coaches don't really want to coach their sons, but uh, I really enjoyed coaching my sons and grandsons. And uh, every one of my sons that I coached, all three of them were a member of the state championship team, and all the grandsons that I coached were members of the state championship team. And uh, that's one thing that uh, I really enjoy as far as looking back. We were able to accomplish that and as far as the family is concerned and carry that out. And... Uh, just just the fact that uh, they were part of being successful, and uh, I think this carried them in and helped them as their lives concerned. Uh, I never pushed uh, my sons into coaching, but all three of my sons are coaching football. And, and Bud, you've affected a lot of people here in, in Sheridan, across the state. Um, obviously, the men that you have coached and, and the community um, – I know Amy and I really appreciate you. Uh, we've been gone for 20 years, but uh, we still look forward to our time uh, uh, talking with you from us, from our family, and from uh, uh, the coaching world. We thank you for all that you've done for the sport of football, for the town of Sheridan, for the school of Sheridan. Well, I appreciate that. I thank and you very much. Thank you for your time. And um, this is uh, Brian Tonsoni with Bud Wright. And, um, again, thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, one more thing here sure. is that uh, Amy was one of my favorites. <laughs> it always has been. Well, I appreciate that, and that means a lot. Bud, take we, care. A few years ago, uh, we went to a Delphi basketball game, and I walked up on, uh, on the balcony or up there, and uh, Amy yelled at me, come run up, gave me a big hug. And uh, my wife, after my wife died, I got married seven years later, 
uh, my wife came and she said, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I always like that. Well, and, and Amy has, has mentioned how much you, you have helped her when she first was a teacher here. And that, again, that shows that you're more than a football coach. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And that'll do it for another episode of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. Both my wife, Amy Tonsoni, and myself, very appreciative of Coach Wright taking some time. Uh, my wife started teaching there in, in Sheridan at 1990, and Coach Wright, uh, in the middle of winning all of his championships, took her under her wing and forged a great friendship that still stays some 20 years after my wife had left Sheridan. And it was great catching up at dinner after we aired the podcast and some really great uh, pieces of wisdom shared all night long. And it's just an honor to be around uh, such a great coach and a great person. And um, hope you enjoyed the show. So uh, check us out on Twitter. Check out our work. Check out DelphiBracketology.com. Our high school kids are really working hard. We appreciate all who listen. And uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>